Previously on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. Somebody controlled guidance via the tone wheel to make her drink the poison. And there are not a lot of people that are strong enough uh, to make the hand of guidance do this. You see a message appear in faint glowing script on the street between you. Meet me at Nermal's pile at Lights Out. The Beholder. And can you all, like, get it the fuck together? And he throws down uh, a big stack of papers held together with clips. That's the journal of Heretic Knob. You secured it at the Abyssal Auction and you returned it to Joshi for payment. And then he turned it around and sold it to his client. And that client was Benefactor Orlean. I'll take the tracer spike, please, so I can find Orlean and probably kill him, if I'm being honest. We'll bring him to justice. justice. All right, thank you. What was your name again? Oh, Chauncey. I mean, that's just the holder. And I would like to say that I am very proud of the decision we made to pay off the debt. Because, you know, when you live underwater, it's good to achieve li- li- liquidity. So you all are in sort of final uh, preparations before you disembark from uh, your your parking spot in Founder's Wake. And as the shipworms are loading up the last of the supplies that you uh, purchased, Kodira is, is there, Amber. And she's come basically to check up on y'all's progress on the investigation so far. And it's up to y'all how much, how much you want to actually you know, reveal to her. But she is she is standing at the side of the ship by the airlock, and she says, um, are y'all going somewhere? Is, is, is this part of the, is this part of the investigation? Um, you know what, uh, uh, Amber, stop me if you disagree, but um, balusters seem to be dropping like flies, and so I think we should give you the information we have. It's not much, but uh, there is a guy named Benefactor Orlean, uh, who is, to my mind, just a real piece of shit. And uh, we uh, think he might have some information regarding uh, what is going on with, uh, you know, the Hand of Guidance and the Wisp and all of these things. Uh, So we are going to go find him and see if we can uh, get that information from him. Or, I don't know, kill him if we have to, to stop him from doing something uh, bad. We won't kill him just for fun. Let me be clear, because you are uh, law enforcement. We will not just be killing him to get our jollies. Uh, Roll a deception check. No, I'm just kidding. 
Yeah. We would also try to, you know, bring him in peaceful. Oh. Kind of, we don't want to murder some, but we're not like Judge, <laughs> Judy in execution. <laughs> uh, she nods and then she looks around just to make sure nobody else is kind of close by and she walks up to you, Amber, and she says, listen, I can't, for something like this, I can't bring the full brunt of the biggest baby down with with y'all, but um, if if it's all right, I I could I could come with just to help out if I can. Um, if if there's anything I can do to, like you said, stop the <laughs> execution of the balusters, um, I I would like to take part. So to, may I? Join you all? Let us huddle. I I understand. Take your time. And she gives you all some space. Anybody have a strong feeling? Yeah, I want to know. What does full brunt mean? Is there such a thing as half brunt or like quarter brunt? It's a good point, but not relevant. Okay. Okay. I got a problem. Codere is kind of fun. Listen, as much as I would love to have, um, you know, the balance of defense watching our backs... I do think we are running out of allies here at home, and there's a lot of shit happening here. I think she would be way more useful, you know, uh, protecting, you know, like uh, Hermine and, uh, you know, the the church um, and all of these things uh, in case anybody feels froggy here at home. That's a good point, but I feel like I've always had this sneaking suspicion that when people aren't with us, they're not really doing much of anything. Have you guys felt that ever? <laughs> oh, like, like when, when we are not around, they cease to exist? Not cease to exist. It's so firm, but like they don't really do anything if, unless we're watching them mm. and we're near them. So I feel like she should probably just come. Um, I don't know about metaphysical. I'm I'm, oh. I'm Okay, but let me let me also throw this out there. Um, she is uh, very lawful, and the way that we handle situations is not always that. Yeah, but if we have to go in hard, yeah, then having somebody there who could say, "Hey, they had to go in hard," oh, would not be helpful. Mm-hmm. Will she Even be cool? It, well, she. I think she can party. You ask her if she can party. And hey, hey, Kodira. Yeah. Can you party? I think you already know the answer to that. That's a no, right? <laughs> I mean, I I did have um I did have no one who can party. Yeah. Doesn't respond to that uh-huh. with hell. You yeah, can party. Well, I did have that uh, mixer, um, at the oh boy. at the headquarters, and I invited you. You did not come, but I, I highly attended. If memory, but sense. I made a. A dip. I made a dip there that people talked about for a couple days afterwards. You got any of that dip on you? The dip will take me weeks to prepare. All right. Well, maybe when we get back. Come on. Let's go. It's good. It'll be good. Okay. All right. Road trip. I mean, but, uh, see- Cordero, will you put some people, I assume you already have, but just in case, like on Ballester Amin and on, you know, everybody. 
Um, no, I told them actually they could have the week off. I said that there were there have been uh, there was a murder of a high profile figure here, and a lot of unknowns happening. And then I was like, but you know what? <laughs> Labor Day's coming up, and I see I, that's party. Oh, you party partying? She is going. She's going full brunt with the sarcasm, isn't she? I was not trying to be offensive. I am sorry. I just. There's no, it's, I've, I've been briefed on sort of the way that you conduct yourself with yeah, um, I mean, people. Damn, Devo said he's sorry. Did you have a stroke? You okay? <laughs> let's, oh boy. let's, uh, let's get, let's get going. I'm, I'm ready if y'all are. I hope she doesn't snore. Uh, you all board the Coriolis and, and, uh, Urchin is there to greet you as you walk in through the airlock and he looks at the, f- is he, he looks- wearing a little uniform. Uh, please, please. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, he's wearing a little uniform. And he's got oh. and he's got a little tool belt on, and he's a cute oh. little guy pie. And he looks up at the four of you, and he looks at Kodira, and then he says, Who's the cop? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about all this. Okay, well, then you can get off the ship. I, I just feel like I was... Be, you're cordially invited I was, to leave. But I feel like I wasn't really um, part of the decision-making process, and I feel like I've at least earned that, don't you think? Okay, hmm. we'll, we'll take a vote. Uh, the four of us, who wants to have Kodira on board? And Devo raises his hand. Zooks raises his hand. Yeah, Amber raises her hand. All right. Does Dark Time cry in a bit whenever she starts doing cop stuff? Okay. You know, we really should start CCing uh, Urchin on stuff. I don't think that's too much to ask. Just to CC. Is I mean, that she- S-E-A-S-E-A? Listen, I got, <laughs> I got big ideas. I've got idea Nacho's machine. Not so, just, uh, have you have you proven out the theory? Have you been doing anything while we weren't talking about you or seeing you? No, it's weird. It's like whenever you guys aren't around, there's a. Vo- I feel like I sink into an inky black void. Anyway, I'm gonna climb up on the pipes and be and not exist for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns into a little hedgehog ball and rolls up the walls into a vent and disappears. <laughs> Uh, okay, the Coriolis disembarks, and uh, you all begin the journey following the tracer spike, which basically sits on the dashboard like a like a little hula hula dancer, hula dancer yeah. figurine, and uh, points in the direction of uh, of Benefactor Orleans' ship. Uh, whenever there is downtime, yeah, or like autopilot or whatever. Sure, I, Devo wants to spend some time uh, looking through the book, uh, the, the guidances book. That he took from her office. Um, okay. It is definitely written in like a cipher. Yeah. Why don't you roll, let me see. What kind of check would that be to try and, uh, maybe just a, an intelligence check to try and uh, figure out what the cipher is. Intelligence. Oh, not too bad at that. I mean, this time wasn't great. No. No, uh, wait, hold on. The cipher is what she has written, right? Yes. Okay, so this book is two parts, right? So the every hand is given. It's basically like a combination of like a Bible and a journal, right? Um, and this is like what the specific each hand is given that is like the magic they learn, yeah. What their focus is. Um, so he's not able to read her notes, 
right? But the rest of it, he would be okay, able to sure. read, Okay, sure. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's what I will give you. with it, But you rolled a fucking six, so I'm not going to give you yeah. a lot. Um, the, the Bible part of it has a... Uh, a very well-known parable. I think it's one of those things that like even people who are not of the church have at least Mm -hmm. heard of before. Uh, And it is basically the parable of the prodigal son. It is a parable about benevolence's sort of solitude after he betrays the rest of the um, vestiges by giving magic to the, to the world of man and the, the, you know, the desolation that comes along with that, but then how that desolation becomes joy whenever, uh, you know, people begin to join, join his flock in appreciation. And it is just a, it's just a parable about, you know, forgiveness and reunification and reunion. Um, she has, like, recently marked up this, this, this page. Um, that, is, that is all I'm going to give you with a six. Okay, that's um, fair. He wants to keep working on it. So, like, whenever you think, like, enough time has passed, you can do another check. This is not like, well, didn't work that one time, and I'm not interested in it anymore, you know? I mean, I get that, but you failed the check to Absolutely. interpret it. So I don't know what, what is going to change, but I will I will keep your request in mind. Thank um, you very much. Why don't we roll that uh, readiness check? Who who hasn't done it in a while? Dad, I know Dad. I think Dad's done two because he wanted to redeem himself. Uh-huh. Yes, I can do one. Uh, yeah, go for it, Amber. I think you did the. Do first I roll one. a dice twenty? No, you roll a dice one hundred. And right now, your readiness rating. Let's see. You got uh, Zook's expertise. You got the astral sextant. You got uh, some intel nice. and some generous rations. You do have the minus four urchin penalty as you gave him a raise. Uh, Can we? On a recent mission, you did, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is a total of ten. That is your, I think, highest readiness bonus so far. So let's see what you got. At least I'm not gonna get it at one. Yeah. Well, you could get it on. If you remember, the one just sort of didn't factor in any of the readiness bonuses. It was no, just a, a crit, point, yeah. crit fail. So All right, here we let's go. See. <sighs> Roll that beautiful beam footage. Hello, it's my flexible friend. Damn, that's a good bean. That is pretty good. It's 62. 62. Right? 62 yeah. plus 10. Okay. That's really good, Dad. Like you could you. do sound alikes. Um, my flexible friend. Now, Justin, you sound a little bit like Bean if he was under my a great stress or weight. <laughs> do you guys appreciate the fact that there's probably, I would say 98% of the people who listen to the show do not maybe understand that incredibly specific Mr. Bean pull. You mean where okay, he used... But here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Yeah. It's not my job to decide if something is worth making it to the audience. That's true. Or not. It's Rachel's. Yeah. So she doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I just go. I'm Please. a comet. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. If you search YouTube for myflexibleFriend.mp4, it's going to get you where you need to go, folks. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I'm a comet. And Rachel just scoops me up in her net and flies me off planet. Yeah. If that comet Wait, isn't worth what scooping is that up reference? in the net. Wait, hold on. Is that, is that like, what? who does Maybe that? Maybe Little Prince? The Little Prince. The Little Prince scoops up a comet in a net and flies off the planet? Little Prince. Oh, boy. Outer space. He'll catch a shooting star and sail away. Remember? Yeah. 
No. It's another. <laughs> Bean, get out of here. We are, You've been writing, the show, Bean. You've been writing our coattails for too long. You got the launch of Man vs. Bee to look forward to. You need to get ready psychologically. <laughs> no, that's Rowan Atkinson, not yeah. Mr. Oh, Bean. Oh, it's a different thing. Okay. Mr. Bean, you do need to stop hanging out with Rowan Atkinson, though. So, right. a, a 62, you all have traveled for uh, maybe half a day or so and you've entered into like pretty pretty dark deep water uh, and it's getting tough to kind of uh, you know see where you're going outside of the you know uh, floodlights on the front of the ship uh, guiding you but the, your peripheral is just sort of not useful to you right now um, and so you're in sort of a slow going mode, slowly idling through this dark water when something floats in front of the viewport uh, on, on the bridge. Uh, it is a, a large spherical shape. It, it is like roughly half the size of the Coriolis, you would estimate. And most of its form is just this like translucent jelly. But at the center of it, there is a small, bright orange shape. The shape kind of resembles uh, an atom. Uh, there's like smaller lights sort of rapidly orbiting around a center light, uh, pulsating in a sort of heartbeat-like rhythm. And so it, it floats up and across your, your field of view. And after it passes, you can see that this is merely one of maybe hundreds of these huge spheres. And the rest of them are tethered to the ocean floor with these sort of white fleshy strands. Um, and so they're all, they're all stationary, kind of pulling at their strands. And at the center of this enormous field of glowing spheres, you can see another light. And this one is much more faint. It is a, a gentle green light radiating from what appears to be a statue of a four-armed figure. And there's one last thing that catches your eye. That first sphere that floated by your ship has drifted upward toward the surface a ways. And against the sort of orange light that it is casting off, you can see the shadow of some hapless fish uh, swimming toward it. And you see the fish stop and then quickly swim toward the center of the sphere to kind of like sniff it out. And as soon as it touches the sphere, it explodes violently. The sphere does. Okay. The fish does too, but only because the sphere does. As a reaction. As, as a like, reaction as, yeah, to the okay. sphere exploding. Uh, and it sends like a shockwave through the ship. Uh, and all the other spheres down, sort of tethered to the ocean floor, kind of very gently drift back and forth. But none of them are sort of caught in the chain reaction. That is what you all see. Are they all like tethered so that they're floating at the same level? Or is this like a literal like obstacle course minefield thing. It is a literal obstacle course minefield is is a good way and of it's thinking about it. Too big to go around. No, you could go around it. Mm. That is that is the option I will give you on a good uh, on a good 62. Uh okay, one more question. The statue at the center is it like gigantic or is it like, you know, 6 foot statue? It's maybe it's maybe like um 10 15 feet tall. They're not gigantic, but pretty big. Big enough for you to be able to make out that it is a four-armed, glowing green person statue. Is it... Obviously, the ship would have difficulty going... But, uh, how much space between the, the spheres? 
Uh, I mean, doing just some quick back of the napkin math, you you do not think it would be possible for the Coriolis to get through here without. But an individual could. But an individual, an individual could. absolutely could. Zooks would really like to go check out the statue. Hell yeah! Okay, and get out. There, I actually bud. have just one more question. The sure. tracer spike is it like? Bing, bing, bing. He's in there, or no, no, no. no. This I... is this is. It is still pointing. It is pointing you past the, okay. past this this minefield. All right, Zeus, go, man. Okay, go for it. And Dad, have you rolled the second character just in case? I just. <laughs> I thought I'd use the second character from the other night. Yeah. Okay. Great, it's sixty-two. Yeah. It can't be that bad. <laughs> well, but it's also not that good. Like if, if yeah, it's true. If you got a sixty-two on a test, you wouldn't be like, yes, <laughs> I did that, it. A sixty-two. So at the end of the day, you're like, well, I don't know. You can't really call it good or bad, but we all got through. We it. put like, our hey. eight hours in, and that was good. Hey, I'm supposed to have surgery tomorrow. What do you know about the surgeon? Oh, I'd say he's like 62% good. I'm not wild <laughs> about that. Uh, okay, Zooks, you uh, hop on out the, the the sort of launch bay moon pool for the bathysphere, and uh, you are you are in the water. What's your what's your plan here? Uh, to move very, very carefully. Okay. Um, between uh, through the the the. Mind spheres, right? Mm-hmm. And investigate the statue. Okay. The statue. Uh, before he goes, yes. Uh, Devo says, "Hey, do not die," and gives him bardic inspiration. Good call. Okay, Zooks, uh, you dive downward into uh, into the deep toward this minefield, and as you approach, sort of the outer perimeter, like the outermost uh, spheres. Uh, you notice that as you get closer to them, the atom at the center of these things, they, they start to glow a little bit faster. And it almost seems like the spheres are like magnetically attracted toward you. Uh, so a few of them start to kind of like pull at their strands and begin to uh, move in, in your direction as you get close. Um... So these are obviously some kind of creature. <laughs> some sort of right? hugging it's a, sphere. It's a delicacy, actually. Um, why don't you roll a nature check for me? Jeez Louise. It's a six. Um, hmm. That's with a plus three. I rolled a three. Yeah. You 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 cannot tell. You can't tell. I, I mean, there is a flashing light inside of this thing, right? So at the very least, it is not inert. It's not a rock. It is alive in some sense, right? You don't know about the intelligence of of whatever these things are, but there is there is life there. <laughs> Alright. Um, Zooks casts Summon Beast. Oh shit. Okay. And um, summons a um, let's see. Who did he, Devo scoots the shit back. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, I think I think what I'm going to do is do summon beast. Okay. And bring up, what was the name of the 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 seal, the giant? The elephant seal? Yeah. Are elephant name? seals known for their maneuverability and dexterity amongst mines? Mm-mm. No, you're Dad, missing you my point, Travis. You're what? missing my point altogether. What twisted uh -huh. scientist, Travis? Would 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 <laughs> challenge that hypothesis of just like you know I'm what gonna, they got into some weird shit in the sixties. Yeah, I guess that's fair. 
and they're in some, and they're in, you know, they, they pretty naturally aquatic. No, I'm going to send uh, this, um, gosh, I can't remember what it is. It's now. a different elephant seal. It looks a lot like okay. the first one, but this one has its own name. Well, in that case, I'm going to send a narwhal. I'm going to make a narwhal. Okay. A baby narwhal? Because a narwhal is this going to be the episode? Is this going to be the episode of the Adventure Zone where dad blows up a narwhal for no reason? <laughs> starting to feel if like So a... I win the pool. So. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm going back. No, no. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to make it just a seal. Okay. A regular old seal, not an elephant. And I'm going to. I'm going to. Did you know that when it blows, <laughs> I'll be torn asunder? I'm going to use that seal and send it towards a certain section of where these uh, sphere mines are hanging. Okay. And and try to d- have them be attracted to the seal. Okay. Which would clear a path for Zooks to swim. I'll through give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Okay. That's- I also just want to say, Dad has this really great tell. Where an idea will occur to him and he'll go <laughs> and like have this like chuckle. And that chuckle means like, I'm going to do something yeah. wild here. And in I the love middle, it. In the middle of a live show that I am DMing, that is the scariest sound that does yeah. exist. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to give you advantage on an acrobatics check to try to weave your way through. Because you have sort of gotten these things to drift away, uh, you know, you know, at least partially uh, from okay. from you and I are need, able to kind yeah. of clear a path. And you still have a bardic inspiration. You do still have that. Head. Well, yeah. I won't need it because that's a dirty 20. That is a dirty 20. Go ahead and roll the second one. We'll see if you can crit. Okay. Get a clean 20. Nah, 15. Okay, yeah. I mean, with a 20, it takes some time and some very careful sort of coordination to make sure that the seal is just always pulling these things away from you. Um but you are able to uh, sneak your way through the minefield toward the statue. You are not a, I don't think Zooks would be able to like identify any kind of symbology here. This thing has been here for a while. And so uh, this was obviously crafted by somebody and it appears like there was an inscription at some point, but it is completely weathered away. And you are you are now in front of this statue. The rest of the spheres are kind of giving this clearing like a bit of a berth. Uh, so you you are not in any immediate danger from the spheres here. Um, make an investigation check. Uh, okay, roll that. That's a thirteen. To wait before Griffin gives you the answer. Do you want to use that one d eight for bardic inspiration? Yeah, why not? Okay. No, 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 no. Let's save it. (laughs) No, no. I know how Griffin works. I'll save the bardic inspiration. Okay. What you notice with a 13, uh, and it's less noticing and more of just an, uh, like, mental observation. You sort of connect the dots a little bit. This particular shade of green that this forearm statue is giving off is familiar to you. Um... It is the same color of the spectral arms that uh, Amber is able to summon up. Can I tell anything else about the uh, um, about the statue? I mean, just looking at it without investigating. Forearms are better for hugging, my man. I can tell you that the it doesn't look like the light is like irradiating from the stone. This is not like a glowing stone. It almost seems like it is encased 
in this in this green light. Like it is forming a a, a layer around the stone. Okay, he whips out his shell phone. Okay. And communicates back to the ship and uh, says, um, Whoa, hey, it, it's like it, this statue is like like a tribute to, to Amber. It's like it's, you know how your arms, Amber, when you yeah. do your magic arms? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like that, and it's got that same kind of green glow, and it's got four arms. So, I mean, like, when you do your magic stuff, your magic arms, that's what it looks like. And I, I'm not sure it's a statue. I think it's something inside. Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's, it's. There's something inside the statue. It's it's like it's encased in something. Can I, I can I vote like I feel real bad about this, guys. I feel like we should go. No, listen. This is what I think. Is if you okay? So what we've got here, right? A minefield that requires dexterity to get through to prove that you are worthy to collect whatever monk power is in that statue. You got to go. Like hug that statue or give it like a, a a high twenty, you know what I mean? So, and I bet if you do, you get some kind of like kick-ass uh, monk ability. Oh, oh, oh. What is wrong with you that you think that's the way the world works? Oh, well, I think it does too. Now hold I'm on, him. Now hold on, Amber. I have studied magic. I spray magic sea salt into my mouth to make people do things. This is how the world works. There's magic. Here and this yes, statue is glowing. It's not on a. It's not a. It's not a vending machine. You don't do a good job and then get a special treat. I have never heard anyone else right that can do what you do with your magic arms. Right there's a statue with magic arms just like you, and you're like this. It probably isn't connected to me. Hey, I have I have another idea. Do you think you could we could pick it up with the. Uh, with the arm, our grappling arm, or the ship arm? I think it's too big. Just is it? Let me, pr- let me pray on it for a second. Hold on. Is it too big? I don't think that there's... It would take a miracle, I think, for you to get this... Get the claw in there, pull this... Th- rip this thing from the seafloor, and extract it without blowing up the entire mind. It's a ma- Listen, y'all. I prayed on it. I think it would take a miracle yeah. to get in there and extract this thing from the seafloor without blowing it up. All right, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. You know what? Fine. You only go around once. Let's go. Let me vape. There's a there's a gate Let gap in here where my Let me vape. <clears throat> okay. Vape on. Okay. You throw on your vape. I'm assuming that means put on your vapor suit or are you ripping? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know yeah. how Amber does it if she needs to rip some choice clouds before she does something Dangerous. Vaping is illegal in the ether sea. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. They call uh, it huffing. Okay, you throw on your vape suit and uh, jump jump into the water as well. Uh, and wait, do you mean my vaping jacket? Okay. <laughs> 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 Sorry. No, you mean Amber, not yes. me. Yeah, not my special vaping jacket. Okay. Right. All right, I throw my vape suit and I hand, head on out okay. there. Uh, you sink down to the bottom of uh, the the. Oh, ocean. hey, wait. There's don't, still a gap. Oh, wait. Don't fuck up. Oh, That's you're giving another. Amber the... Uh, th- can't yeah. you only do that for one person at a time? 
Uh, let me see. I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, it doesn't say that in the description in my... I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. You also have Bardic Inspiration now as you approach the uh, the, the minefield. Okay. And Zook's just like pointing at it excitedly. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm very gingerly yeah. uh, making my way Are in. you using your make seal still, Zooks? Yeah, my seal is still like swimming around making that gap. Why don't you? I'm going to make you roll for that because I think it was very easy and natural for you to do that for yourself. But in order for you to do that for somebody else, uh, it, okay. is, it is a bit more of a challenge. Why don't you okay. roll and uh, roll a d20 and we will add your spellcasting modifier, which is plus four to that. Okay. That is an 18 plus four. 22, That's a 22. Easily. Yeah. Okay. You see this little seal swim around you uh, playfully, Amber. Uh, and then start to try and uh, make a path for you through the minefield. So you can roll acrobatics plus uh, with advantage. Plus seal. Plus seal. Yep. Ah, 22. Thank Dang, you, Doc. These are some Thank choice you, beefy rolls, boys. Right when I need uh, Go ahead and roll with advantage. Roll with advantage. All right. Well, that's a 15, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, with a 22, you are able to, uh... This is weird. Hold on one second. I'm not seeing my totals on... Uh, try refreshing the page if it's been open a while. Yeah, because you... Uh, one thing we should mention, you all leveled up to level 7. Yeah. I and mean, I'm sure we will Huzzah! talk about the uh, the repercussions of that uh, in, in a bit. Uh, but it may be messing with the math if you are... Alright, I've refreshed... Yeah, with a 22, you are uh, able to swim around the uh, the spheres through this path that the seal has uh, made for you. And now you and Zooks are both uh, floating in front of this statue. What do you do, Amber? Uh, is there an inch? Is it like of a scale where I would like go into it? No, or there's, like... no there's no... Um... There's no entryway that you can see. But there's like a light in the in there. There's a light that is like coating it, and it's the same green light as as the color of your arms. Touch it, touch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you know what? I'm gonna pop out one of my arms. No, let's go two arms. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I could just do one. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> not without some <laughs> weird balance. clinching. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna touch it with one of my with one of my spectral arms. Okay, as as you summon your My astral arms, excuse me, it's different planes. Okay. As you uh, conjure your astral arms, there is that wave of force that comes out. And it does send a shockwave through the minefield, and it, like, upsets the mines. They are sort of now uh, bouncing back and forth. They are bouncing off of each other, uh, and they have made your egress from this place. Uh, it would be much more challenging to try and get through here. Uh, Do as, let's as use the ship back a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Uh, do, do you all have a tontine that Evo, Devo might be the sole sort of uh, recipient of? Should this mission go south, we can we can figure that out later. Well, you can. Figure it's always that out. better to figure out a tontine later. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. In this moment, uh, I've never done this. Before, oh boy! But I'm going to don the visage of the astral self. What? Ooh. What? Is this what? this is new? Yes, this is a new this is a new ability. Um, I'm uh, a, a 
as part of activating my arms, I'm going to spend a point, and she's never done this before, so I think it kind of freaks her out a little bit, but I'm going to summon the visage of my astral self for 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, so you can spend one key point, and uh, you gain the following benefits. Astral sight. You can see normally in darkness. You already got them fish eyes, so like you already have a bit of an advantage on everybody right. else here, but now it is like you are standing in a well-lit ballroom. Uh you have wisdom of the spirit, you have advantage on insight and intimidation checks, and you can speak so that only one creature can hear you in its, in its brain. You have telepathy, essentially. Uh, you can also amplify your voice so that all creatures within 600 feet can hear you. That's fun. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to okay. do. My name is Amber Gray. What is your deal? Holy crap. A little warning, sorry. maybe. I'm so sorry. Jeez. I'm so sorry. You hurt my ear holes. Um, the atoms inside of all of those spheres, they start to go hog wild as you shout in this magically amplified way. Uh, and then you see four spectral arms sort of tear away from the four arms of the statue and they uh, swoop downward toward you to try to uh, basically just grab you. Uh, but you have you have a moment of reaction here. What do you do? Um, I'm going to. Uh, I guess I could use deflect missiles, right? Would you count their missile missile? Missiled hands. Um, their hands I, that are I, coming. I, for I me. will only because deflect missiles is my favorite ability that a monk has. Uh, so yeah. you can. Well, this lets you reduce the damage of the attack you take by one d10 plus nine. Uh, why don't you roll that? We'll say that if you can deflect, we'll say fourteen points. So uh, if you can roll a five or above on this, I will let you avoid any repercussions of this. Ooh. You have Bardic Inspiration. Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Oh, yeah, this seems like a good moment to use it. So I roll a D8, just add that. Um, yes, I will allow it. I think Bardic Inspiration is pretty limited in what it can allow you to uh, ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. This isn't any of those, but I will I will be... I'm already rolling. Yeah. Motherfucker. Oh, that's a one. Oh! Jesus. Uh, you hold up. Your words have failed me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's resembling the tension. Yeah. It's symbolic of the tension in our relationship. <laughs> All right. I gave you a week. <laughs> Good. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it wasn't a very inspiring speech. Don't though, fuck but, up. Yeah. Um, you hold up your two spectral arms to kind of try to, you know, block whatever this thing is trying to do. But its arms are way more jacked than your own. Uh, mm. And yours just kind of crumple. Uh, under the force of these forearms that reach down and all grab your body at the same time. And, and when, tickle away. when that happens, uh, your incredible astral vision goes dark and then you awaken and you are somewhere else. You are standing on a cliffside atop the Einar Plateau. And behind you, the the ocean is sort of roiling. There is no storm in the sky. This is, whatever you are seeing now is from a very long time ago. Uh, you can actually see the beach below you that the shoreside community first sort of came to 
uh, you know, 25 years ago when they started to build Founders Wake. Um, but the main thing that catches your attention is Coda. Coda is standing atop the plateau with you. Maybe a couple. And that's one of them gods, right? That is that is the god whose body was repurposed into the biggest baby. Essentially, uh, it was one of the last surviving sort of uh, vestiges that went around killing all of the other vestiges. Essentially, as soon as uh, as soon as he was able to, he is unfathomably big. He is blocking out the sun, even though he is a a great distance away from you, and he is panting. And he pauses for a moment, and then he begins to charge towards you. What do you do? I mean, he's charging at me, but it, 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 is it, it, how long do I have? I mean, is it like, I don't think she would do it. Like, I don't know. His gait is enormous, so he it will not take yeah, long. Yeah, so he'll be yeah. on me, and is there anything nearby that I could, like, hide under or behind or anything? I mean, he's going to destroy anything that I'm... It does not... It doesn't appear that way. Uh, make a... You can make a check to, like, sort of get a better... Nah, she just get standard ground. Standard ground? I mean, like, what the fuck? If, he, if this, It's code of, if he wants to crush me, he can crush me. Okay. It takes maybe five footsteps to clear this huge distance as he runs right at you. And just as he is about to reach you uh, and obliterate you, you feel the earth beneath you shake. Um, and you have felt that as his gigantic footsteps have uh, you know, approached you. Um, but this is different. As he gets close to you, the edge of this cliffside just shears off. And you immediately are, are falling down into the ocean below. But you also see with a, a satisfaction that maybe is alien to you, is not your own, you see that Coda is falling too. And he almost catches a glimpse of you. Your eyes meet as you both are falling off of this cliffside. And he, in his enormous sort of obsidian face, you can see what appears to be like a, a proud smile. And then you see his body shatter as it hits the beach below. And then you hit the water. Make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay, hold on. Eight. But, I have advantage. You do? Because of the visage of the astral Fuck yes. That's a one. (laughs) It was almost a 19 and then it, you'll never believe this, but it's a one now. So, this is like a... What was the first one? That's an 11 11. Um, Okay. With an 11, you snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes rabbit. um, (laughs) You you snap back to reality. And that green light that was coming from the statue is yours now. Uh, And you still have your, uh, your, your astral arms extended. Only now... They look 
way bigger. They look much stronger. They look like the arms that this statue was projecting. <laughs> um, it's like ashes of war. Oh. The, <laughs> ashes the, of war? Dad, dad lives inside of Elden Ring is dad's new address. So oh, no. Elden Ring got dad. Yeah, he got dad. That's where um, he lives. It has me. It has me good. The mechanical, oh, creepy, the mechanical benefit of that, Amber, is your uh, astral arms. When you attack with them, Your the damage dice has increased to a D8. Um, oh! Now, nice. with that saving throw, though, the statue has exploded. And now large chunks of debris are starting to uh, float around toward the mines all over. Uh, Zooks and Amber, what do you do? Can I see them? Um, yeah, you see all this. Okay, I'm going to use the blink bay to get them out of there. They did not blink mm. out with the blink bay. Oh. So you cannot recall them with the blink bay. Okay, I'm going to blink to them and pull them back. You're... Who would re-blink you? Kodira. Urchin. Oh, Kodira! We brought Kodira! You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you're throwing on the vapor suit then, I'm assuming? Yep. Okay, you have... Oh, come on, Coward House of Strength, your conviction. <laughs> 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 you're just gonna blink in and out, who cares? Nope. <laughs> I remember when I almost turned translucent because I was in the water for a second? Yeah, Not you doing that again. Get... Uh, okay. Uh, you sprint to uh, the, the blink bay, throw on a vapor suit, and uh, in the next instant, wh what do you shout to Kodira in the literal seconds that you have to try and attempt this? Uh, count to two. <laughs> count to two and then recall. She, she has been meditating as you, but she definitely is snapped out of it by... Uh, the sound of maybe the statue exploding and you sprinting and shouting. And she like snaps and she's just like, what? As you vanish from the blink bay uh, and appear next to Zooks and Amber. Uh, I'm going to grab their hands. Okay. And say, hold on. And as he takes your hands, a chunk of statue touches one of the spheres and you all feel just for a moment this incredible heat and force as the entire minefield goes up. Only <laughs> you see it from the blink bay as you are teleported back into the Coriolis. Uh, the, the Coriolis is like flung. The Coriolis like is thrown upwards and you all struggle to kind of keep your footing. Uh, as the ship is basically tilted on its on its axis uh, on its axis pointing like straight up, um, only the ship corrects itself after a few moments, and the ocean is quiet. And when you return to the bridge, you see Urchin at the wheel, and he looks back at you, and he he says, um, "I told you I'm a valuable member of the team." You use, didn't move the, use did you me. move the seat? Use me? What? Did you move any of the seat? You readjusted the seat. Did you move my seat? I had it perfect. No, I didn't. I didn't do any of that. And he hops down, and you can see that his quills have like poked a bunch of holes in the seat. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all! Thank you, thank you, Devo, Urchin. I guess. Thank you, thank for for saving us. I'm not used to people kind of looking out for me like that. So, um, thanks. 
It is what friends are supposed to do. I'd like to point out that my seal kind of cleared the way for you oh, to yeah. come to initially. Your seal is your seal is steak, bud. I love that guy, but he is he is uh yeah he is blank shark food. Um, I'm glad you didn't name him. Oh, uh, but he was a good <laughs> I chum. Did. Wait, hold on, stop. Oh, he was a good, <laughs> he's a good chum. Oh. <laughs> He's just, oh, that's uh, good. I got that's one good. too. I got one too. Please, please. Yeah, 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 it's it's a little late. I would just like to point out that uh, Amber just used Visage to have a vestige vision. Oh, that was a lot. Good. Hey, I'm sorry that your seal is dead, but you don't have to blubber about it. All right. <laughs> huh? That oh, gives wait, a let seal me, of approval. Okay, yes. Let me do a seal one. And we're never going to survive. <laughs> yes? That's it. That's the very whole. Good. This is very good. That's the whole thing. <laughs> oh. I, that seal probably knows our shit well enough. I'd be like, please name me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please bring me back. If you need me, give me a name. I'll come back at some point. <laughs> We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone, and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right, Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What, what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you, I'll wait, that's right, none of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago. We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the foundation for black women's wellness. So go check it out. Macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. You're in a theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh, God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Cruciola, for the podcast Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases. To scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work. To fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! You all are still following this spike, and it's been it's been nearly a day now, maybe a little bit more. This is the furthest I think that a mission has taken you all from Founders Wake, and you are navigating a this ravine, uh, Devo. And as you are going, uh, Amber Kodira approaches you, and she says, um, "So uh, I was a bit out of it when all the excitement." 
happened. Can you catch me up? What 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 did y'all see down there? Um, hmm. All right. Well, I'll just tell it to. I'm gonna tell it to you straight, and you, you just don't judge or anything, because it's just what I saw. But I I touched that thing, and it grabbed me, and I saw Coda, and he tried to squish me. I think he's so big; it's hard. I mean, squish. And then the ground fell out from underneath us, and he like exploded and he seemed like he seemed like proud of me or something or like pleased with exploding which is weird and then I woke up uh roll an insight check eight um plus three plus three but uh I should get another one because I have my my visage Mm. I think that only lasts for ten minutes and it's been how long has it half, been? Half a day. Okay. Um, I turned it back on. 19 plus 3, okay, 22. You turned it back on. You're going to burn an How extra key. How many times can you fire that off? Yeah, right? You're going to do an extra. It's one key point. Okay, so do an, burn another key point. I'll give this to you, but you're going to. I did. I've burned okay. two. And I, with my new level, I have more key. Ooh. Sorry. Vibe. Um, I mean, with that level of insight check, I will give you this. You. Can I say something? Actually, don't. That is that's that's rowdy. We don't, we don't do, do it, it like that, that. Here anymore. We don't do it like I'm, that. I mean, that's if not you, fair. here's the thing: your key points are limited. So if you really, really want to spend a key point to get more information, they are. But okay, this is this is getting like way too rulesy. But like, I I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Yes, you're right. That you are missing it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't know that I was missing right. it to okay. turn it on. So, right. So like, we'll go with the eleven. You can have that key point back. Um. With an 11, she seems, she is visibly shaken when you say this to her. She says, uh, and this, this was in a statue that you had this vision. I mean, I don't know if I was in a statue, but like, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, I was in a statue. Isn't that Did weird? anything else? I need you to tell me the whole truth now, okay? Did, did anything else happen? Well, I can do this. And then I make my mega arms. Okay. If you're just doing this for show, I, I will not make you spend a key point. Just to flex, just to flex on them. Uh, she sees she has seen you do this before, right? I think that uh, she has very often tried to recruit you to the chaperones. Uh, probably because she knows what you are capable of. When she sees this, she uh, clasps her hands over her mouth. They're they bigger, are right? Way bigger. Yeah. Nice. And she says, "I, I see. I, I will check this out. Actually, I've been wait. Hold on." And I put him on the ground and lift myself up. Okay. All right. I'm. Look yeah, at I this. Can, I can. Uh, okay. I'm. I'm the tallest person on our crew now, right? Yeah. Um. And Amber's walking her, <laughs> walking her on the deck on her massive hands. <laughs> she takes a she takes a couple steps away from you, and she says, uh, "I I need I need to bow before me, commoners. Okay. I need to meditate on this. I'll um I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll check in with you later." Oh damn! I broke. Something. And she uh, she like 
very quickly walks, almost runs away from you uh, to retreat back further, further in the ship. Uh, and when that happens, you realize that the ship is filling with light from outside. Uh, and from the bridge, Zooks and Devo, you can see why. You all have come out of this ravine. And on the other side, you are met with this brilliant and massive white light that is just covering the ocean floor. And it actually takes a minute for your eyes to adjust. And when they do, you can see the source of this light. It is a a huge half-mile-wide dome made of bleached coral. Huh. Uh, and... It looks familiar and, and pretty much right away. And Amber, I'm assuming you have joined them just to sort of investigate where this light sure. is coming from. It looks familiar and right away you realize why uh, floating around sort of the perimeter of this of this uh, this dome are nearly a dozen of those enormous battleships that are made of bleached coral. Uh, they, and they are the same kind of ship that assaulted the Abyssal Auction. And another thing you notice is that this whole structure, this this glowing white dome, is giving off a tremendous amount of energy. Um, the lights on your, your control board here on the bridge are, are sort of flashing erratically as you approach, as are the just like regular lights that are you know, strewn throughout the, the rest of the ship. Uh, and as, as you enter this clearing, the tracer spike begins to kind of dip downward and is pointing right at the center of this coral dome, right at the heart of it. Um, none of these you know, dozen huge coral battleships appear to have noticed your ship's approach. Uh, Griffin, just for clarity's sake, this is a different place than where the uh, Cambria Dome was, right? Like, oh, this is a different... completely this is a completely different place. Yes, this okay, is uh, almost in the like exact opposite direction okay, of, of where that was. This is a a completely you completely know you just find some thing. glowing domes. Under sure, the sure, water sure. Yeah, no, I mean, other. listen, people. Here's the thing about domes, because I know I get a lot of shit for my mini domes. Domes are really good at covering. Things. This is true, and keeping things out too. Yeah, like water. A great. It's yeah. Your your finer restaurants use them all the time, like to bring out the really. Fancy yes, this is a magic. This is an arcane coral cloche, is what it is. Thank you. So that's what you all see. Uh, so we have to get in there. Yes. They could also, in this environment, it probably makes more sense to use a dome because they can. The can withstand greater. That's the other thing. Thank you, Justin. Absolutely. I forgot yes. about that. The 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 pressures. The pressures. Read a book. We're talking about literal pressures here, not like the pressures that we're under every day to perform in our everyday lives, but wow. rather the pressure of the ocean. That's but if good. You think about it. What's it, the difference? It's a big metaphor, isn't it? The whole season. Yeah. If people were yeah. domes, maybe things would be a little better. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, think about that. Guys. Whoa. I'm Travis McElroy. We are the dome. I'm Travis McElroy, and I approve this message. <laughs> My platform is be a little more domish. If I'm president, people are going to be domes. People are going to be domes whether they like it or not. <gasps> okay. What do you do? Uh, are there like openings? Are there places to enter? Or is this like a you can see I mean, you nothing? Like you can see nothing. It is like so tightly woven. 
uh, you cannot see through it. Okay. Zooks turns to Kodira and says, have you ever seen anything like this? I'm going to say Kodira is not here. Kodira is like... Kodira, uh, I don't know if Amber catches you all up, but Kodira is was visibly shaken by what she heard from from what happened in the um, with the with the statue, and she is she does not want to be uh, she does she is not around right now. She is deep in meditation. so she's like in her cabin. Uh, I don't know if she has a cabin, but she's you know somewhere in the ship and is is well. Uh, she could be in Amber's place because it's just no boys allowed. That's okay. That's possible. Um, so Griffin, since we cannot uh, actually see with our human eyes, um, when you say tightly woven, is it like the bathosphere could maybe make it through, or like if we wanted to try to make our way through, that's like vapor suits? Make an investigation check. All of you can, if you'd like. Uh, please do, because I got a nine total. Yeah, well, I got a seven total. Come on, Amber. Amber. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay, with a 17, you know, it makes sense, Amber, because you have the fish eyes. I should have given you uh, advantage on that anyway. So if you want to roll with advantage, all of your sort of like, sure. uh, all of your investigation and perception checks in ocean water, you should have uh, advantage on. Wow, that's two okay. 17s. Uh, with a seven- that's got to be worth something. It's worth 34, Dad. Uh, <laughs> okay, with a 34, <laughs> there there are no gaps. You cannot, you, you see, uh, well, hold on. You can't just make stuff. Hey, Griffin, either there are gaps or aren't. You can't just make stuff <laughs> up, okay? Well, he can. No. No, you okay. can't. Either there's gaps or ain't. You cannot see a way of getting through with with the uh, with the Coriolis. You do not think you could also get a bathosphere in there. If there are gaps in here, it seems like it's layers upon layers upon layers of coral. Um, and so maybe there is a way that you can sort of push your way through the thicket of it but like you do not see easy access for like any anything uh for for you for the ship for the bathosphere for for any of it listen I, okay huddle hu- yes. can i call a huddle yes of course anyone can call a huddle this is okay I call, wait huddle wait up, wait, wait. you specifically told me i can't call huddles anyone of the three of us we are senior crew this is bullshit. any member of senior crew okay I'll do a huddle by myself, self-huddle. Well, don't do it where God can see. <laughs> Great idea, Urchin. I think that's one of your best ideas yet. Thanks, Urchin. Um, I'm thinking more and more we just blow our way in. Well, but this is the same stuff. I, I communicated with these people. Remember? Did it go with, well? With, I honestly don't remember. It never has. Okay. It has never gone well. But maybe this time... <laughs> but Orleans is in there, right? We have to figure out Orleans is in there. I mean, yes, the tracer spike says that Orleans is here. Now, whether he is here voluntarily, like this is all he's doing, or if he is here under duress, I don't know. And I don't know if I care. No, I don't. Mm. No. Well, we could blow it up, but I trust me, that you don't feel good afterwards. <laughs> well, now, hold on. Here's the difference, right? Uh, we could target like an area to make an entrance, but in doing so, we would most likely flood the place, right? This is not good. Uh, what if you want to yeah. blow a hole right where the orphanage is? <laughs> I don't, okay. Okay, but these creatures, listen, here's one thing I don't want to get twisted, okay? They attacked 
the the auction. They attacked us. They killed people. They wanted to kill us. They tried to kill us. Right? This is not like a, maybe they're good. Like, they have demonstrated uh, being, you know, assholes in the past. So I don't. It doesn't mean we could just blow them up. Though. It doesn't? Yeah. No. No. Now, does Orlean know we're after him? He doesn't, right? Uh, I mean, maybe. Could we try subterf- subterfuge? Well, yes, That's absolutely. So good stuff, Dad. But we can't get in. How do we subterfuge from out here? I I say, why don't I try to communicate with them? Mm. And we make Orlean f- think we're on his side. And we need to talk to him about all these plots and machinations against him. And that'll get us close enough to him to stab him with the spike. But so said, okay. No, well, no, that was, that, was an ad lib. that was an ad lib. The last part was kind of like, <laughs> okay. you know, we don't have to do that. If we are going to do this, right, the only ways that I can see us communicating with Orlean in a way that he is not suspicious is if it is that you all have decided to join him over me. Because the, him assuming that, like, trying to convince him that I'm like, you know what, Orlean is okay, is not going to fly. So this is going to have to be like, yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to give you Devo, <gasps> and now we're on your side, and we work f- with you, because... He's not going to fucking buy that. Well, I mean... Oh, he might. Right? I mean, I know what you're saying. There's no way. I mean, I'm a pretty big be, asshole. Be, he might buy that you've gotten sick of my yeah. shit. And yeah, that's what... Yeah, I think I agree. I think if we are convincing enough... He knows he's an asshole, and he knows that we know he's an asshole. Who are we talking about? Because you, you're just, okay. D- you, we're talking about you. It's just you, and you so, started talking in pronouns, and this got a little confusing. Oh, right, right. Because we are both. Well, here's the, we are both assholes. Orlean doesn't know that now we like Devo. Well, that's. I don't know that now I like Devo. Okay. Uh, just I'm just fun with you. Um. Me, Oh man, yeah. All right, let's try. <laughs> let's try. Okay. Let's Devo. Yes. Starting for this moment, you are now our prisoner. Okay. All right. Uh, so you're going to attempt to call out to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this will be fun. How are you? Okay. How are you? Should we use the shell phone? Should we hail hailing? Yeah, sure. Hailing frequencies. Sure. Okay. You all flip on the tone wheel to attempt to uh, begin this this subterfuge. And as soon as you click on the tone wheel, I need all of you to roll constitution saving throws. Shit. Huh. Well, for me, that's a f- five. For um, Zooks, it's an 18. For me, it's a nine. Okay. An impossibly loud hum tears through the ship as the tone wheel activates. All of the the speakers through which that uh, you know you all communicate to each other while aboard the ship, uh, all, all of this sort of uh, you know remote broadcast technology is overwhelmed by a the loudest thing you've ever heard, and Amber and Devo you both go out like a light and fall to the ground. And Zooks, it doesn't 
it definitely you feel it and it sucks, but you are able to stay conscious. And after a few moments, the tone wheel just fizzles. You see like sparks shoot out of it. And then the, the comms system aboard this ship uh, is just fried and it goes silent again. And right after that happens, you know, you're surveying the, the damage of what just this, this strange event that just happened. And then you look up and you see floating just outside of the Coriolis viewport. A half dozen of those battleships are now staring directly in your direction with their weapons aimed at you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.